Payoneer continues to impress with integrations and partnerships with Walmart, Wayfair, other global marketplaces. So today I sit down with Ben Stein, Partnerships Manager at Payoneer, about finance and what he's seen in his e-commerce career as a business analyst. This is the My Amazon Guy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pope, founder of the agency My Amazon Guy. Tune in each week to learn how to grow your Amazon sales. All right. Welcome to the My Amazon Guy podcast, Ben. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Stephen. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me today. Well, we at My Amazon Guy currently use Payoneer. I'm actually using that to pay some of our virtual assistants. Um, I also am an Amazon seller. I use Payoneer for my Walmart integrations. So it's great to talk to a Payoneer expert today, um, and I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah, glad to hear it. You know, we, uh, we appreciate your partnership with us and excited to talk all things e-commerce. So before we talk about Payoneer, I, I think you've got an interesting background that could add some perspective um, in, and, and walk me through that. So, so you used to, to work at Walmart slash Jet. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, happy to speak on that. Um, you know, I, I've been in and out of uh, retail and e-commerce for the past number of years here and, and really excited to bring a lot of that experience. So you've been in and out of rehab. I understand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it often feels like that sometimes. Uh, with kind of the the fast pace and, and the demands of the industry, uh, lots changed over the last few years. So so so, what were you doing specifically at Walmart slash Jet? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, of course. So I was uh, pretty early on at Jet dot com. I would say one of the, the first kind of 150 employees there, right before Jet launched as an e commerce marketplace. And the whole concept of Jet was to you know fundamentally disrupt at the time, which just online marketplaces, which really was just Amazon. You know, Amazon, I think, is the golden standard for what an e-commerce marketplace looks like. And, and a lot of their innovations are, are great. But, you know, when you're that big and that dominant, there are always things that fall through the cracks and there are opportunities for challengers to come into the space. Uh, so, you know, Jet.com is really customer focused. And their focus was, you know, purchase in bulk, purchase a lot, and we're going to pass on savings back to the customer. Um, so I guess that's a long way of saying that uh, I've been working with SMB sellers who sold on jet.com and then subsequently walmart.com and, and had a lot of fun and success kind of learning the ins and outs, the nuances of a marketplace. I'd say specifically when it comes to, you know, a seller launching their own brand or representing a brand on a marketplace and how they can really carve out that niche or that white space on the marketplace if it doesn't exist, um, especially in Jet's case when it was a newer marketplace and then as Walmart kind of reintroduced themselves onto the scene to really compete with Amazon. So last question on the Walmart and Jet side, and, and I, I've given this a lot of thought myself, but why, why hasn't Walmart or Jet caught up to Amazon? Like what, what was it that just was in their way in your opinion? Uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, as I kind of alluded to before, I think that Amazon has been so big and so dominant for so long that they really have the, the space covered. You know, everyone will talk about search volumes and and, you know, 60 to 70% of searches start on Amazon, that their GMV is, you know, through the roof. I think their Q3 profits just came in and they were up. It was like 79% to last quarter and just continue to climb. So, you know, all, all the financials aside, I think it really just comes down to consumer behavior. That if I'm, you know, making my list of things I have to purchase for the house or if I'm just browsing, um, you know, I'm going to be a mobile first. We live in this mobile first where we all have smartphones and it's easy that I'm going to go on the Amazon app to start my search. And use that as my basis for search and then find something. When Amazon has such power and such control over the assortment that they have, the brands that want to be associated and incorporated with their, their brand name, and then pricing, I think is, is more than anything, that they're just going to capture 
the not only consumer interest, but consumer trust at the end of the day, and then convert a lot of sales from there. So I think that Walmart really has an uphill battle in trying to capture that consumer trust, capture that, that consumer market, especially a company that's been so entrenched in stores and in smaller and you know, tier two, tier three, tier four cities, if you will, because um, you don't find Walmarts in large, big metropolitan areas. You know, I'm sitting here in Manhattan and the closest Walmart is 45 minutes in New Jersey. Um, so I think they're, they're fighting two different battles. When it comes to e-commerce, though, I think that you know, Walmart is able to see what Amazon has built and is able to do things quicker, more efficiently, and frankly, uh, different with a different customer mindset. So all, all of that makes sense. And of course, Walmart has partnered up with, with uh, Payoneer um, as one of their, their main partners to pay sellers. Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, just as Walmart, Payoneer is very consumer centric. Um, we really try to focus on our end customer, whether that be a business or someone that is using their business to pay, you know, uh, freelancers, suppliers, whatever it may be, and really trying to tailor our products to that customer experience. Uh, you know, we started with Humble Beginnings about 15 years ago as a, a prepaid card as Payoneer and have si since evolved into a company that truly deals with global transactions, enabling that global B2B commerce. Um, and what I think, you know, having a great partner such as Walmart has really allowed us to help all those international and global sellers kind of break down barriers, take their business into new markets and into new marketplaces, and thus grow those small to mid-businesses, those mid-business-sized businesses to large-scale businesses and kind of going up the ladder. So I think, I think that's an interesting note and a good transition question um, concerning the global application of Payoneer, right? So I alluded to this in the intro. We currently use Payoneer to pay um, some of our virtual assistants, which help us with some basic things from reporting or catalog management and suppression checks and a bunch of other typical um, repeatable actions within Seller Central. Um, we've seen Amazon really hit home. Hey, go launch in the Middle East. Hey, go launch in <laughs> Japan. Do all these different things. Uh, and, and kind of the goal of presence has been a talking point. So um, as you've seen e-commerce evolve and you're right on the front lines of, of the financial piece of, of some of that connectivity, what, what are you seeing today that, you know, maybe what's accelerating? What's going on? Yeah, you know, I, I think you hit the nail on the head right there that Amazon is, is spreading their you know, tentacles throughout the, the global marketplace and the globalization of the economy. Uh, you know, just the other day, they announced Sweden is open as a marketplace, their 17th marketplace, which if we think about, you know, three, four, five, 10 years ago is just unfathomable. Um, it's so I think their global presence is really unlocking doors for a bunch of sellers. Well, you can buy pretty much anything on Amazon, right? You can buy like unicorn meat. I wonder if we'll start to see <laughs> some sw Swedish meatballs, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe a, a brand play for Ikea. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I, I think that... Um, you know, Amazon's really opening doors for, for global sellers, right? Is, is someone who sits in the United States who previously, you know, could only sell in the United States or maybe had some success in the U.S. and said, you know, I've topped out in my vertical of X widget. I'm going to try Canada and I'm going to try Mexico because it's close to the United States. Maybe it's easy to ship, less logistically difficult. Now that U.S.-based seller can go sell in Japan, can go sell in Sweden, can go sell in the UAE, can go sell in Australia, can have that success. And frankly, they're going to have a, a sandbox of customers there. You know, we know that the market demand is there for people to shop on Amazon. And this seller who has success with you know, a few of their products here in the U.S. can go test those products with very low barrier to entry and low cost or entry and frankly, a low risk to other customers. Maybe have similar cultures, have similar purchasing habits and have 
you know, similar shopping experiences. Uh, so, and then from there, they can continue to expand that out to other marketplaces and, and truly find that globalization of the economy. So as, as we talk about these global marketplaces, there's a lot of integrations um, that go on behind the scenes. And, and, and as I understand it, you guys are now working with Wayfair. Yes, exactly. So, uh, you know, our core mission here at Payoneer is to, is to go beyond borders. We always say go beyond and go beyond. And, and it, it's really what does that mean? And for me, it means to really enable a single individual entrepreneur who has a business, who has a thriving brand, and maybe experienced some success and now wants to level up to take that to the next level, to take that to the next Amazon marketplace, to take that to the next global branding marketplace. I think that our partnership with Wayfair is really great too. Um, because, you know, as people think of traditional marketplaces, they really do think of Amazon. But a marketplace is anyone who wants to bring their goods to that market, and then the market will enable those sellers and advertise that to a certain set of customers. So with Wayfair, it's great. If you're a traditional home goods seller and maybe you're finding a lot of success on Amazon, you know, you can try that with, with Wayfair, with Hayneedle, which is a Walmart subsidy. You can try that with Walmart itself. You know, eBay is other marketplaces out there. Uh, and again, you know, all these other traditional international marketplaces as well. But yeah, bring it back to, to Wayfair. I think it's a really exciting opportunity. I think that's a marketplace where people traditionally go and shop and, and look for those um, you know, goods to complement their home, especially as we are in home now all the time. Uh, people really want to level up their home experience. And if you're a seller who's selling home goods or products in the category, it's a phenomenal marketplace to sell on. And we've started to see a little bit more pickup on Wayfair. It's been interesting to see as it develops out. The one interesting thing about Wayfair that not a lot of the other marketplaces have done yet is they, they actually require product insurance. And, and so if you are primarily a seller uh, who has sold direct to consumer, something like product insurance kind of throws you off a little bit when you get down to that. But that's, that's, that's the one that threw me off when I started to try and integrate with Wayfair. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we at my Amazon guy, I also own my eBay guy.com, my Etsy guy, and you name it, um, my Walmart guy. Um, we, we are very much along the lines of, hey, diversify your portfolio. Uh, yes, Amazon might be 90% of your sales today, but if they suspend you, what's your backup? You got a Shopify site? If not, better get one. Um, so so Painter, you know, it seems like it's an inevitable uh, situation that pretty much everybody will be doing business with you if they do Walmart, if they do Wayfair, if they do some of these other things, if they want to do international payments to virtual assistants, it's a great opportunity to, to use that as well. Um, okay, so let's, let's talk uh, advice. Why, you know, you, you, you see the money push and go. Um, what, what do people need to keep in mind? Like, what are some best practices? Yeah, you know, as you just mentioned it, right, diversification is key. Uh, I think that is, is really going to give you that good security blanket. And, you know, as we've seen going through this global pandemic that no one could have anticipated, that companies that had a emergency preparedness kit, if you will, for their business, have been able to be successful. Um, I think one of the largest parts of, of that kit should be capital and cash that you have on hand in case anything goes awry and in case you really need to inject some cash into your business to keep yourself afloat during tough times. And what about um, on the flip side, what are, what are some pitfalls? Like what are some mistakes that people may make when it comes to, you know, financing capital, that kind of stuff? Yeah. I, I think as a seller, you, and you know, frankly, as an entrepreneur, and when we get down to it, you're a business owner, you really just need to be on top of your books. Uh, you know, 
generating revenue is great and you can say that you're generating you know the most amount of revenue in your category but if you if every single one of your products is a loss leader at the end of the day you're gonna you're gonna have a negative profit and you're not gonna be a sustainable business uh, but i think that's that's you know really the tough thing for sellers right is is making sure that the, you're advertising to customers making sure you're capturing your customers making sure that you have inventory in stock that you your business is diversified and you have long-term goals and you're able to meet those I think as a business owner, if you're thinking very, very short term and you're thinking, how do I get through the next day, the next week, the next month, that's great for now. But you also need to have your your long term plan to make sure that your business and your brand is sustainable. All right. So now let's go to Painter proper, if you will. Um, so uh, maybe I should have done this at the top of the hour, but go ahead and just tell me, what is Painter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, circling things back, Painter is a B2B global transaction platform. Uh, you know, we really uh, uniquely sit between marketplaces and then those that sell or participate on those marketplaces. You know, my Amazon guy, my Etsy guy, my Wayfair guy, my Walmart guy. Uh, Payoneer is here to be a great partner to the guy who can help you with all to the guy who can help the seller on all those marketplaces by providing those sellers with international receiving accounts. Um, so, you know, as you alluded to, you can be sitting here in the U.S. or your home country. You can sell on international marketplaces, use a Payoneer account to help repatriate your funds home, and then use those funds to either transfer them to your local bank or pay your suppliers, pay your marketing people, pay your tech people, pay your VAT, purchase more inventory, purchase more ads. Um, we really want to be that, that solution to help you as a seller really level up your business, go global, go beyond your home borders, and continue to connect and dial into that global economy. And, and so as we look at what Painter has become, it's, it's obviously you've been adding some new options into the system. You've been integrating with more, more clients, more portals, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what, what are some of the things or some of the offerings that you guys have that maybe some people don't, don't know about? Yeah, I think one of the most exciting offerings that, that we have is our working capital product. It is a product that's been around for a, a few years now and it's really generated out of consumer demand. Um, many of our clients and many of our sellers are saying, you know, my business is strong, my business is growing, but I, you know, as we talked about earlier, some of the pitfalls and, and things that sellers can consider is that, you know, I, sellers would say, I don't have the cash to continue to generate my business and continue to help me sustain the level of growth that I need. You know, maybe it's my off season, but I need some cash to purchase inventory for the next season, or I need cash to uh, you know, purchase PPC to stay relevant during holiday times. Because I know that if I inject X into my business, it'll yield Y results and keep me on top. Um, so I'm really excited about this, this working capital product. It's, it's aimed at Walmart, Amazon, and now Wayfair sellers who have been on the marketplace for you know, at least six months, who've had some success. And uh, you know, through that, they're really able to, to link into Payoneer and to request some capital to help grow their businesses. And so I'm on, I'm on your website right now. So you can request up to half a million, settle over time, instant access, and maybe some competitive fees on that. So that's, that's always good to have. It's always good to have yep. options. Um, and, I, and, and I would say, you know, the fastest way to grow sales on marketplaces is to add more products. Mm-hmm. And, and usually that's a finance question, right? Like it's really difficult to go out and add the 10 product ideas you have um, while still maintaining the other portfolio of your brand that you have. And so sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of working capital to go and make some of those advancements. So is there anything people need to know about or keep in mind um, with the, the capital program, just, just so they're aware? 
Yeah, exactly that. You know, we don't have any requirements for what you uh, want to, what you need to spend your capital on. So exactly, you know, if you want to add those three or four products to your portfolio, if you want to use this money for a PPC campaign to stay on page one for search relevance, if you need to, you know, pay your suppliers, if you need to purchase, uh, you know, pay outsourcing, or if you need to purchase something else, um, that's great. We just want to be a great partner for you as a seller to be able to do that. Um, but it's it's easy to connect with your Payoneer account. You're able to you know, reach out to your Payoneer representative and uh, request exactly up to a half a million dollars at very lower competitive fees. Well, well, very good. So, is there anything that you guys are doing um, that you might see happen? Um, you know, one, I, I, let me rephrase this. So. One of the things that the company should do is ask some of these following questions. Like, what am I doing that I should stop doing? What am I not doing that I should start doing? And what are my competitors doing that I'm not doing, right? Like, those are like some good uh, introspective type of questions. So I'll kind of pitch this over to you then. What is Payoneer doing that nobody else is doing? Yeah, I, I think Payoneer is a market leader when it comes to connecting with our customers and truly being a partner to our customers and our clients. Um, you know, something I'm very passionate about is is helping these small businesses understand opportunities that are out there and helping them grow globally. Um, I, I think through my time at, at Jet and Walmart, understanding the marketplace and the marketplace nuances and opportunities has been something really interesting to me and truly trying to understand the, the marketplace economics and then providing those opportunities to clients and sellers. You know, we look at the United States, talking about Amazon specifically, we look at the United States where 89% of all Amazon business takes place. And that's massive. But then you look outside of that, there are these other global, large global opportunities that maybe you're a seller who has a, a decent business here in the United States, and you have a great product you think would translate well to maybe other cultures or people that have similar consumer habits. Um, so I think that's that's something that we do here at Payoneers. We really try to partner with our customers, make sure they're aware of these opportunities, help them achieve their brand and their business goals, and really celebrate that mutual success with them. Um, so, so as I look at your background, you've been a business analyst. Uh, you, you're obviously close to finance and partnerships and whatnot. So this question's a little weird, but uh, what uh, do you think spreadsheets are getting uh, less useful or more useful? Should, should like my business be doing more spreadsheet work today or less than say two or three years ago? Wow. Uh, I, I think that all data tells a story. And I think that if you are a business owner, you should be totally plugged into your business. Um, there's a, a big difference in my mind between working on your business and working in your business. But as a small business owner and entrepreneur, you really have to find the, the fine line between both. Uh, so it's tricky to know which data to look at and which metrics to pull and how to best action on that data. But as a seller today, when the space is more competitive, when the stakes are a little bit higher, when e-commerce is on the rise, when this boom is really happening, you really need to make data-driven decisions that will ultimately yield the best uh, results. Well, well, sounds good. So as we kind of pivot away from the pioneer subject here, this is, this is more of a get-to-know-you question. What, uh, what's something you're passionate about that's not related to work? I am very passionate about ice hockey that's not related to work. Uh, originally from Tampa, Florida, the non-traditional home of ice hockey, but uh, I have been an ice skater and an ice hockey player uh, ever since I could walk. My father was a, nice. <laughs> loves to ice skate and, and put me on skates as soon as I was a little kid. So I, I love playing ice hockey. I love all things hockey. 
It's very excited to see the Tampa Bay Lightning finally win a Stanley Cup this year and redeem ourselves uh, from, <laughs> from years past. And I look forward to, to continuing to play hockey up here in the Northeast and, and in Manhattan as soon as we're able to return to the rink. Well, that, that sounds good. And hopefully, you know, hopefully you keep those gloves on on the rink there. Uh, but uh, when, you're, when you're fighting e-commerce every day, sometimes the gloves have to come off. So, well, very good. Love, loved we ended on hockey there. Uh, ben, thanks for coming on the My Amazon Guy podcast and talking to us today about Payoneer. Yeah, Stephen, thanks so much for having me. And, you know, look forward to, to partnering with businesses as they look to grow, go beyond borders and, and look to expand and achieve their business goals. All right, that's our My Amazon Guy podcast today. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. This was the My Amazon Guy podcast with Stephen Pope. Each episode helps you grow your sales on Amazon through ideas on traffic and conversion rate improvements. Hit that subscribe button right now to tune in each week. And if you need more help, go to myamazonguy.com.